Hello, club members. I'm Kate. And I'm Ariana. And welcome back to the Nightlight Horror Movie Club. This is the space where we get to talk about whatever we want to talk about. doesn't have to be about a scary movie. It can be whatever we want as long as we consider it in the realm of spoopy. So, Ariana, how much do you know oh God. about the, the 1893 <laughs> World's Fair? Zero things. Zero, Zero things, things about that. Yeah. Oh. Well, I'm about to learn you real good. So Ooh. let me take you back to 1893, shall I? So 1893 World's Fair. It was in Chicago, Beantown. Wait, that's Beantown, right? Yeah. The Bean. Or is that Boston? Is which one's Beantown? <laughs> well, there's Boston Bean. baked. That's beans. Boston. That's definitely Boston. Boston is Beantown. I know that from 30 Rock. Wait, Chicago name, nickname. Windy City. Chi-Town. Chi-Town, the Windy City, both of those. Okay. Going to the Windy City, not Boston. We're going to the Windy City. So in 1893, so this is like before cars and shit. There's this <laughs> massive BC, production. Which before was cars. B- before cars. Before cars. <laughs> so 1893 World Fair in Chicago. It's this massive production. It's huge. Huge. So there, it's um, we have these huge exhibits that are from over 40 countries. Um, over 27 million visitors. And keep in mind that's before planes. Whoa. So, yeah, like a big deal. And they had all these major exhibits. So like the first gas-powered car was at this World's Fair. Oh, wow. Um, I know. They had like a 1,500-pound replica of like the statue of Venus de Milo, but it was made out of chocolate. Oh, my God. All this fucking cool shit. So everyone, obviously, it's a very big deal, the World's Fair. But that is not what the fair is known for anymore. Did it burn down or something? Bitch, it is way worse than that. Oh, no. Thus begins our tale, the story of H.H. Holmes, America's first documented serial killer. <gasps> Ooh. <laughs> All right, now we're going to take it back. Take it back. So we're going to go back to old H.H. Holmes himself. An ominous name for an ominous guy. And not his given name, obviously. Too creepy, too cool. So, born Herman Webster Mudgett. What a stupid Ew, name. Uh, no wonder he changed it. Webster. <laughs> he was born in New Hampshire. This guy um, from this super rich family. Um, he was very intelligent because he was very educated, right? So he came from a rich family. And obviously his name is Webster. So they're like, you're going to be a geek. So <laughs> he went to fancy high school or whatever, and he got bullied there. Oh. Webster Mudgett. I bully him. <laughs> so he got bullied by these <laughs> classmates. And they say it's because he was like really smart, but okay. And in one incident, and this is true, um, his classmates made him stand in front of this human skeleton that was in, I guess, like the science lab. And they made him um, take the skeleton's hands and put it on his face. (laughs) Why? I don't know. They had done too many swirlies. They were done with that. They were like... (laughs) Make the skeleton hold your face. So they, they made him do that, and um, he was really scared of it, obviously. But then um, Holmes discovered, or Mudgett at this point, discovered that he kind of was interested in skeletons. Uh. And he claimed that it helped him kind of overcome his fears and his like anxieties. So this might have been the worst thing that anyone could have done, was encouraging him to touch skeletons. Foreshadowing. So, so Holmes weird. sort of developed this sort of obsession with death. Cool. And later took up this funny pastime of dissecting animals that he found. Mm, that's how it this starts. This is all in like high school. That's how it always fucking starts, right? <laughs> Tale as old as time. Tale as old as the world fair. Meanwhile, we've dissected animals. 
<laughs> yeah, it's different though, right? It's different. It's different. <laughs> well, somehow someone actually married him, surprisingly enough. So, and you know, he was probably like, tw- I think he was like 23 or something, because that's when you got married. So he married this woman named Clara sure. Loverling. Yeah. And she was um, 14. No. <laughs> of course. Yes. She, they had a son. I'm sur- sure that he was thrilled. So they have this, he's got a wife, he's got a kid and he's really smart and he really likes skeletons. So what does he do? Goes to medical school Mm, where all the mm -hmm. normal people go. So he goes to the University of Michigan. He studies in their Department of Medicine and Surgery. And he worked part-time in the anatomy lab. Okay. Did a lot of cadaver dissection. That was kind of his thing. I'm sure it was. Of course it was. So he's out there. He's working and doing his medical school stuff, dissecting all the cadavers. And at this point, he starts being like shitty to his wife, Clara. He's getting physically violent with her. And so Clara says, fuck this. She takes her son, moves back to New Hampshire and essentially goes no contact with this guy for like the rest of their lives. Good for her. I know. Good for you. Good for her. Good Good for for her. her. (laughs) But... That works out a little bit too well for Holmes because he goes and gets married again. I'm sure. Of course. To a 24-year-old woman. Her name is Murda. They have a daughter. They live just outside of Chicago. And then he doesn't wait for her to leave him. He married, gets another wife. He marries another woman. What? Yeah. He goes out. He travels to Denver. He travels a little bit for work, which is kind of strange. And he meets this woman named Georgina. Um, or Georgiana, who lives in Denver, and marries him. Keep in mind, he's not divorced from his first one. Yeah. So now he's got three wives. Damn. Yeah, I know. So anyway, he's got three wives. He decides to move to Chicago in 1886. We'll talk about why. Isn't his second wife still live, like, sort of in that area? Yeah, she does. <laughs> but the other one lives in Denver. <laughs> Let's go back to where I can uh, show you my second wife. How about this? <laughs> so he goes to Chicago, moves in, and that's where he changes changes his name. Mm, mm-hmm. We'll kind of talk about it. So he changes it from Mudget to H.H. H. Holmes. Some people say it's like an homage to like Sherlock Holmes. I'm sure he saw it and was like, that's a cool name. Ugh. So he went with Holmes. And he starts working at this pharmacy there near Jackson Park. I mentioned Jackson Park because eight years after this, Jackson Park is where we're going to have the 1893 World Fair. Okay. Wait, did he graduate from medical school then? He did. Or is he a pharmacist? Mm. Or did doctors work in pharmacies back then? Yeah, so they did. So pharmacy, but you also didn't have to be a doctor to work in a pharmacy. Like you could be like a jeweler or like anything. Wow. Okay. They played it fast and loose with medicine back in the day. They really did. And also marriages. And marriages. (laughs) (laughs) So Holmes, he he goes to Jackson Park, moves in, uh, starts working at this pharmacy. So he works there really hard and, and he eventually buys out this pharmacy. Sure. And this is where things get funky. So he buys the pharmacy and then he also bought an empty lot across the street from the pharmacy and started construction on this huge multi-story building. Mm. And so he wanted to have shops on the ground floor, including a brand new drugstore, brand new pharmacy, and then small apartments on the second floor. And he told investors that the third floor, um, he was going to, which he added in 1892, that he told investors, hey, I'm going to use this as a hotel for this upcoming World's Fair. Oh. 
Smart. I know. So Smart. if you're like me, wise, if you're like me, you're like, where the fuck is he getting his money from? Because mm. he's distanced himself, himself from his rich family. He's got like a, three wives to tend to. <laughs> LOL. He's not tending to anybody. <laughs> no. But it's like, where are you getting this money to like buy, to like build this weird mansion complex? Yeah. yeah. Also, three stories, probably a huge fucking deal back in the day. Yeah. It, w- it was it was like the, the length. It spanned like an entire block. Wow. This building yeah. is huge. Where did he so, get his money? Exactly. So I went, I was like, where is this guy getting his money from? Because this isn't adding up. So more about Holmes. So he, even though he was a weirdo, was very charismatic. I'm sure he's you a lot of places. Three wives. You know what I mean? Right. Sociopaths yeah, three wives. tend to be. Exactly, Ariana. <laughs> exactly. And he was also, unsurprisingly, a very successful con artist. Mm. So what he would do was a couple of things. So whenever he worked at the pharmacy, he would swindle money just straight up from his employers, just take money from him and cheat him out of money and convince him that he needed money for this or that Mm. and never pay him back. But what he was really an expert on was he would buy items on credit and then disappear and never pay back his investors and then sell whatever item he bought on credit, which is why if you look back, you're like, oh, he moved here and then he moved here and then he moved here and then he changed his name. Mm hmm. Weird. There's there's also a little boy who died at one of the first pharmacies he worked at, although he claims he has no involvement in that. But that was right before he changed his name. But this is Mm. this is the this is where he really got his money. So what he would do, you you know, I mentioned he worked in the cadaver lab. Yeah. And he liked skeletons. Yeah. This man, H.H. Holmes, while he was in school, he would steal dead bodies. I knew it. I knew it was going to be something like this. From the medical lab. Yes. He would steal them, steal these bodies, or he would grave rob. He would just go get get bodies and he would disfigure them and he would plant them somewhere so that it appeared as some sort of accidental death. Oh, that's not what I thought you were going to say. The bodies. Okay. Okay. I know. And then he would come in, claim to be family and collect on a life insurance policy that oh, he had fuck. made for them. That's smart. Damn. And he, he did it a lot. He did it in Illinois, of course, but he also did it in all of the surrounding states. So he made rounds. And that's why he had so many wives and he traveled the all fuck? the time. He just like, I guess he would find out about someone who died and then he would present a body and be like, this is that person. Yeah, because back in the day, like your life insurance wasn't communicating with these people or these people or that people. So he could find out someone was dead before any life insurance company knew that they were dead, right? And then he'd make a policy. Oh. Know they were dead. And then pose them and disfigure them in a way that was in congruence with that policy. Oh, I understand. So it was the right person. He would just, like, get a body and take out a life insurance policy on them. And, and then, then be like, oops, they look- died. Exactly. Oh, okay. Okay. That makes a lot more sense. I was like, why are they having life insurance back in the day if they can't fucking run it the right way? But to, that <laughs> makes total sense. I was like, how do they not have records on any of these people? Okay. I get it. I, I mean, get it. It, they didn't run it great, to be fair, but <laughs> they did run it. So I he understand. did collect. Okay. That's smart. So then he takes this like small but ill found fortune, purchases that lot, and builds this structure, uh, this multi story structure, which now today, Ariana, is commonly known as the Murder Castle. Ooh, it's still there. The Murder Castle. That's so, very cool. Let's talk about this Murder Castle, yeah? Yeah. We build this huge, imposing building. It's huge. It's three stories tall. It's half a city block wide. And it has over 100 rooms in it. Wow. 
Yeah, huge. And Holmes, being a fucking weirdo, he wants full control of this project. And so he designates himself the architect and he won't let anybody see the blueprints or the plans. Wow, this guy can do it all. He can do anything because he has money because he has bodies. <laughs> so he has in workers like who are trying to build this castle. They have questions, right? They're like, mm. uh, I need to know what I'm building. Like, why are you doing this? Why are we doing that? Maybe we should do this. Um, yeah. And in turn, if the workers that ask questions, Holmes would just get rid of them and replace them. Oh, would he murder mm-hmm. them? No. <laughs> well, he Maybe. eventually had in total over 500 carpenters who worked on the castle. So he just like kept booting them out? Just oh. kept booting them out. Okay. Learn a little bit, get out. Learn a little bit, get out. And he avoided paying most of them. Oh my because, God. I know, because he's a shit. So he would accuse them of shoddy work and he would just refuse to pay them. Jeez. And then he'd fire him and get a new one. Psycho. Psycho. Yeah. Now we're now we're open for business. The murder castle has been built by like 800 people. And so he leases out the bottom shops to shop owners and he markets the lodging as the boarding as a like the second floor as a boarding house for young single women. Nope. 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 <laughs> of course. Of course. Maybe he should put up his wives. All of his wives <laughs> with all his illegitimate children. Yeah, that, that'll fill him up, won't they? Yeah. Probably has 12 at this point. Yeah. He markets it at, like, single young ladies, welcome. And some people, you know, <laughs> see this huge, <laughs> see this huge structure, and they're like, oh, I'm going to come, I'm going to go there for work. They look like they need work. And so employees would come seeking work, but he would require every employee to carry a life insurance policy of $5,000. If you're... If your employer wants you, <laughs> if anyone wants you to take out a anyone. life insurance policy on yourself, Suspicious. maybe that's a red flag. <laughs> Suspicious. <laughs> I cannot. It's a little sus. So now we're going to get specific. I've kind of given you the broad overview. Now we're going to talk people. We're going to talk details. Mm, okay. So the World's Fair, 1893. Now it's 1890, the castle is built, and this guy, his name is Ned Connor, he's a watchmaker and he's a jeweler, and he comes to the castle like many did for work, and he wants to work at the pharmacy's jewelry counter, because pharmacies were just bizarre back then. Just very, you've seen, what is it? I'm sure you've seen, you don't watch black and white movies, but you've seen the Christmas one, oh my god. Oh, I know exactly, that's what I've been picturing this whole time. You're talking about, it's a wonderful life. Yes. Yes, that's exactly what I've been picturing. Me too. (laughs) <laughs> so this guy, Ned Connor, he comes in. He's going to work at the um, jewelry counter as a jeweler. And he comes with his wife, Julia, who is this very tall woman, like exceedingly tall. And they had this little daughter named Pearl. Oh, yeah. I just can't with this. OK, her name's Julia and she has a daughter named P- Pearl and he's a jeweler. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> That's actually kind of cute. <laughs> They're funny. I like that. That's cute. Well, he has a Julia. I don't think he got to name her. He definitely got to name the daughter. Maybe he did. It's the 1800s. So he names the daughter Pearl, and they all come to live at the castle. And then Julia and Holmes have a not-so-secret love affair. Oh, kind shit. Of public. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, he knocks up Julia. Oh, God damn it, Jules. Perego. Ned finds out, furious, quits on the spot moves away, leaving Julia and their daughter, Pearl. What is that? Four, five? 
illegitimate children now. This, we're now at the fourth partner. This motherfucker. Pseudo wife. <laughs> so that was 1890, like around May-ish, I think. And so now it's Christmas Eve, 1890. At this point, Holmes kind of starts to learn that Julia has become sort of his right-hand person and is knowing a lot about the castle, um, mm. maybe more about the business than he's comfortable with. So mm. at this point, she's pregnant. He proposes marriage under one condition. Wait, so when did he get rid of his third wife? I'm so confused. Oh, no, he, I he still that? has those. Uh, yeah. They're, he has all of them. I think they just live elsewhere. They're just, yeah, I guess he's separated from his third wife. And a second and his first. They don't even know about the castle, maybe. You know what I mean? They probably think oh he's traveling god. for work. Who knows what he's told them? Oh my god. Okay, so now he's on wife number four. Okay, got number it. Number four. Great. He proposes. He's like, I want nice. you to be number four, baby. I mean it. Um but <laughs> she's like, I'll change him. <laughs> I'll change I can change him. <laughs> I can change him. I can change him. God. He's like, Yep, I'll do it. I'll marry you. We'll have a normal baby that won't be a hideous bastard child, but you have to get an abortion. Wait, what? Yeah. And he is going to perform the abortion. He wants the fetus. He wants the fetus body for nefarious things. He takes Julia to the basement. Does he kill her? Oh my God. He has a makeshift operating room in the basement. Hate this. This is like American Horror Story. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. She and her daughter, Pearl, were never seen again. Oh, Pearl. Never seen again. Damn. Allegedly, that same winter, Holmes hired this guy named Charles as the Newcastle handyman. But this guy had a weird skill that Holmes knew about, which was articulating skeletons. He could, you know, take bones and like make a skeleton out of them for, you know, medical schools and shit like that. Wait, Charles could? Charles, yeah, this guy who he hired to be the handyman. Handyman slash skeleton expert? That's pretty good to be able to reassemble a human skeleton. What a weird pastime, though, my dude. Yeah, yeah. He's an all-around sort of renaissance handyman, you know? It's weird that Holmes didn't want to do that job. He didn't. He takes this guy. He's like, hey, I have a skeleton that um, I could use some help with. Takes him up to this room on the second floor and... It's a female skeleton, but it's extremely tall. Oh, hate that. I know. No. no. That's all we know about Julia. Extremely tall. Five feet tall. No. She's a whopping five She's feet. She's a whopping five foot one. <laughs> uh. Moving right along from Julia. So now we have this, this new person. So it's May of 1892. We got 23-year-old. I love how the year keeps going. The women stay the same age. I hate it. Hate it. May 1892, this 23-year-old Emmeline, she's hired by Holmes (laughs) as his personal secretary. I wonder what's going to happen, guys. Oh, this is going to end out well for her. So they, of course, had a romantic relationship. More like a sex-critary, am I right? (laughs) (laughs) So fucking funny. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god well she you know kind of so they have a relationship because sure. that's just how it goes and a few months after that friends could kind of felt like hey i don't think she's into you anymore actually oh damn okay i know so she Good seemed kind of aloof and distant not really because she disappears oh. in december of that year oh no <laughs> Yeah, so her parents are like, what happened? Where's my daughter? And they're informed that she left to marry some guy. Um, 
But authorities have hypothesized since that she had become pregnant. Of course. By Holmes. Of course. And possibly was led down to a basement to a special operating room. <sighs> Did condoms exist back then? I guess reusable yes. sheepskin condoms, sheep right? Sheepskin have existed for forever, right? Yeah, they These have condoms. Girls. They have no excuse. We need some condoms up in here. Not her, but him. He's disgusting. Yeah. All right. No time Gross. to dwell. We're now moving on into early 1893, so the year of the fair. We have Shoot. this actress. She's 24, of course. <laughs> I know. This is like, have you seen the thing on Reddit that's like the Leonardo DiCaprio? Yes, Leonardo tell the, DiCaprio. Tell the club. <laughs> Guys, I'm sure you've all seen this, but there's a fucking chart that's like Leonardo DiCaprio's age, and it's like the line just continues to increase, and then it's like his dates per year, and they're all the exact same fucking age. They're, they're all, all like 23. <laughs> yeah, it's so fucking gross. It's funny. <laughs> He's like oh, over God. 60 years old. <laughs> Gross. Yeah, he's an old yeah. man now. Yes. Yeah. Leo, honey. Leo. Uh, stunted. Yeah. Anyway, we got Minnie now. Minnie, she's 24-year-old. She's an actress. She just moved to Chicago. And at mm. this point, Holmes isn't even Holmes anymore. He's using a different alias. Oh, my God. Of course. Yeah. Now his name is Harry Gordon. Um, <laughs> A bit of a step down, if you ask me. But I was going to say, yeah. I know. So he's like, hey, pretty mini little actress person, I'm going to hire you at the castle as my personal stenographer. He's just making shit up at this What's point. What's a fucking stenographer? Like a court, like the people who have like the little shorthand. Oh, yeah, like yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like okay. in a court situation. Yeah. Gotcha. I don't know why he needs one, but he needs one. So he convinces Minnie. This is where it gets fucky. He convinces Minnie to transfer the deed to her property in Texas. She has a deed to a property. And he's like, hey, you need to transfer that deed to Alexander Bond, which is another alias for Holmes, of course. <laughs> is this hey, not girls, wild? How many, let's, how many red flags have there been? They just were trusting people, man. They're like, <laughs> sounds <it>. normal. <laughs> so she thought, but then the deeds get signed over again. To this guy named Peitzel, I'll get to him, um, who is his second in command. But then they gave Peitzel the alias of Benton Lyman. So now we're on to like his, his his alias's friend's alias now has the deed <laughs> to, the, to this girl, this poor girl, this poor stenographer's Texan home. So anyway, Holmes and Minnie, they sort of like posed as husband and wife. So this is wife number, I don't know, five. Um, they're kind of posing as, as husband and wife. And then in July of that year, uh, Minnie's younger sister, whose name is Nanny, silly names, came to visit. <laughs> Neither were ever seen again. Ugh. Although the name Minnie Williams would be used by Holmes as another alias for future scams. Oh, my God. That fucked up. I hate everything. Well, it's about to get worse. He liked her name. He did. Mm. You're not going to like this part. So now we're getting into the meat. So Holmes, I think before the murder castle, he was working in this building. It was the chemical bank building. And he met this guy. He was 38. This guy named Benjamin Peitzel, I think is how you say it. Okay. He was this carpenter who worked at the same building and had a criminal past. Rut row. Yeah, and Holmes basically used Peitzel as his right-hand man for several criminal schemes. So, and, and like, I have a, a, a quote, a direct quote from a district district attorney, 
way down the road, who described Peitzel as Holmes's tool, his creature. Ooh. Yeah, his Igor, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, so he, he would have insurance companies um, who were trying to come after him, of course, and so Peitzel would, like, basically cover up for him. But mm-hmm. back in 1894, Holmes gets arrested and he's briefly jailed, very briefly, um, for selling mortgaged goods, of all the things. Of all things. Of all the things. <laughs> and he gets bailed out um, and he meets this new outlaw who is serving this huge sentence. And Holmes concocts a new plan to swindle an insurance company out of $10,000 by taking out a policy on himself. And then faking his own death. I was going to say, when is he going to do that? That seems like the easy way to go about things. <laughs> right. So, um, you know, he's convincing all these people. He's like, hey, this is a great idea. He's convincing these convicted criminals who are like have nowhere else to go, essentially. Like, hey, this is a good idea. This is a good scheme. And he gets yeah. this guy who he worked with, Peitzel, to agree to fake his own death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, actually, not me, you. So he yeah. gets Peitzel to agree to fake his own death so that. And he said, so his wife can collect the money and then we'll split it, you know, between the three of us, between everyone. So the scheme was set to take place in Philadelphia. Ooh, hell yeah. Ooh, Ariana loves Philadelphia. So um, (laughs) basically he called, he asked for Peitzel to set himself up as an inventor under the name B.F. Perry. I'm telling you, the aliases. And then be killed and disfigured in a lab explosion. Um... And he found, so Holmes found this cadaver that he's like, all right, this is going to be dead you. Yeah. But that's not what actually happened. It did not go according to that plan at all. What ended up happening instead is Holmes knocked Peitzel unconscious with chloroform. Great. And then set him on fire using benzene. Oh, my God. (laughs) At least he knocked him unconscious first. Well, here's the thing. Oh, no. In his confession, because we'll get to there, because obviously he's guilty of all this. So in his confession much later, Holmes said that Peitzel was still alive. No. After he used the chloroform and before he set him on fire. Well, he was still alive, but he was at least knocked out, hopefully. No, he wasn't knocked out. So that's the thing. Chloroform, you really have to, like, huff it for, like, minutes. Minutes, Yeah. So that whole, like, hold it over their mouth and they're asleep? Nah. So he tried that and then just resorted to lighting him on fire while he was alive. This is his friend. Like, this is his best mate. (sighs) Anyway. Why would he not just do the plan? The plan was going to be okay. Like Because he didn't really, I don't, I'm not convinced he actually had a cadaver or he thought it would be convincing enough. So he's like, all right, we'll Uh, just kill you. Oh, my God. I know. And then um, forensic, there's forensic evidence now about um, Peitzel that basically shows definitively that he used the chloroform after he was dead. What? I don't know. It's confu- It's very confusing. Um, but I think I think he was trying to—the insurance company didn't know, but what the court presumed was that he was trying to stage a suicide, LOL, just in case Holmes gets tried for murder. But suicide by setting yourself on fire— Seems not like something Mm. someone would elect to do. Mm. No. Well, (laughs) it worked out for Holmes, who collected the insurance payout on the basis of his genuine corpse. Wait, what about his wife? I thought you said his wife was involved. Oh, we'll talk. Let's let's talk about his wife. So (laughs) he's dead. He then goes to manipulate his wife, his unsuspecting wife, Carrie, into allowing Holmes to take Three of her five children. (gasps) 
For what? For what? <laughs> I don't know what he told her. But what happens, he ends up taking 13-year-old Alice, 9-year-old Nellie, and 7-year-old Howard, and they start just traveling together, just them and Holmes, through all of the northern northern U.S. and into Canada. And then he starts um, traveling with Carrie, but on under a different route, and he's traveling with Carrie under different aliases. He's telling Carrie that um, her husband's not dead. He's just in hiding in London. Um, he keeps lying about where her children are after he takes them. And what's even Hi. worse, I know, um, Holmes was staying somewhere else with his current wife, who had no idea about any of this. Oh, I'm sure not. I'm sure mm -hmm. not. Yeah. So later, the children go missing. Of course. Of course. And Holmes much later confesses to murdering Alice and Nellie by forcing them into a trunk and locking them in it. Mm. He then drilled a hole in the lid and he put a hose through the hole and then put the other hose attached to a gas line. A gas line? Like a gasoline? Like he filled the trunk with gasoline? No, like like air gas. Like Oh, okay. Like to asphyxiate them. Oh, oh, I understand. What kind of gas? I have so many questions. Deadly? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. Like carbon monoxide, I guess. Let's pretend it's yeah, carbon probably, monoxide. Yeah, probably. Because that's a pretty chill death. Okay. That's okay. He shoved them in a trunk and locked them in it. Yeah, that sucks. But like, at least he didn't set them on fire or something, you know? Well, let's talk about the... Because there's a third child. So there's a little boy. Oh, no. Howard. Howard. I know. It's, 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 it's pretty bad. I'm not going to lie. So long story mm. short... They never found Howard until way years later, and they found his teeth and bone in the chimney of the home where they were staying. Oh, my God. I know. What the hell? That's gross. I wonder what yeah. happened to him. To the little boy? Yeah. God only knows. Yeah. Jesus. Well, now that we've killed everyone, <laughs> let's get to the arrest, shall we? So yeah. we have this unsurmountable evidence that he has killed Peitzel himself. We have evidence of that. Sure. And that's not even taking into account the evidence of the children, which they didn't even really um, use in his arrest because they were like, this is plenty. But yeah. right after his arrest, interestingly, he gets arrested. And then mysteriously, the castle burns to the ground in an apparent arson. Yeah. So that he can mm -hmm. collect the insurance money. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and hide evidence. But fortunately, the police had already kind of been there and searched it. And that's when the house oh, was renamed okay. to the murder castle. Mm, mm. I thought it was still going to be the. Is it still there today or no? Because it no, burned. It's gone. It's raised. Okay. It is gone. Oh, okay. You Aww. can find photos of what, uh, sketches of what they think that it looked like in the different rooms. It's weird. So it was designed. Oddly, I'll make the photo the icon for this episode episode so that people can see it. But essentially, the rooms are like a maze they're like hidden rooms they're soundproof rooms i'm sure there are i'm There's sure it's weird like yeah because uh, he built it you know what i mean it was just yeah. his vision yeah. weird secret passageways did he even use any of these rooms for the murders i'm sure he did i don't know we, yeah. we don't really know I, I mean probably right like right he had to have yeah peepholes he had doors and staircases that ended nowhere that like ended in brick walls and dead ends oh my god terrifying 
pipes with gas lines that came up from the basement. Perfect. And allegedly trap doors that dropped into chutes that dropped down to the basement. Oh, my God. I know. And then there was this weird vault that was like, if you've seen Matilda, it's essentially like a chokey. It was like this homemade gas chamber that they found. And the basement, and I will say the basement is the most, I don't know if it's real or not part of all of this. Because mm. this was back in 1893. So like sensational journalism was, that's how people got their entertainment. So sure. there was a lot of like hyperbole. And in Chicago. Yeah, in Chicago. But this is all legend. Um, but the basement, multiple people have claimed there was a dissection table. There were acid vats. Oh my there God. were pits of quicklime, which is commonly used to like dissolve body. Yeah. And there was a private crematorium down there. A large box with multiple female skeletons. Valuables belonging to other victims. And a small partial child skeleton was found in the cellar, which they're thinking might have been Pearl. Oh, Pearl. Mm -hmm. Of course, all of that stuff happened. Of course, it's all real. How else would he have, like, disfigured all of these bodies and made them look a certain way? He had to have a, pl a place to do it. He had it, to have a place, this yeah. makes too much sense. This guy got greedy because, honestly, having built this castle, you think he would have had enough money to just, like, quit while he was ahead. It's fucking yeah, stupid. People, people like him never do. They just want to kill More. people. Yeah. An ego. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're getting to the good part. So now it's October 1895. Oh, it's in October? Okay. October. He's been convicted, right? And he is found guilty to the murder of Benjamin Peitzel, his bestie. He is sentenced to death. At that time, Great. he also confessed openly to 27 murders. Yeah, because he's to die anyway, so. Yeah. 27 murders and six attempted murders. Oh, my God. Who did he attempt to murder and then fail? <laughs> right. But the truth of it is no one knows how many Yeah, he's actually killed. And Holmes has also since admitted to... Um, Julia yeah. dying in a failed abortion. And he said that he covered, um, he poisoned Pearl to cover it up. Aww. Isn't that sad? That's so sad. We have more victims, though. Here are some suspected victims. We don't have proof, but just a couple of them. There was this 68-year-old creditor who was following him around, trying to get money back. And uh, Holmes poured, quote, a black liquid down his throat, according to a witness. And then he died. Let's what? see. What else? What else? Um, this doctor that had an office in the castle went missing and he confessed to killing him. There was this other stenographer he hired, killed her. Her name was Kitty. This one guy that he took out to the Mississippi swamp and killed him and threw the body in the swamp also murdered his wife. Um, killed Which this one? person. <laughs> I know, exactly. It was his second wife, second wife. Um, and also maybe this um, per person named Lucy Burbank because they found her bank book at the castle and she was missing. So a lot of finding things that belong to missing people in the murder castle. Do you think he just didn't admit to killing the all these alleged murders because for some other like ego reason or do you think he just fully forgot because there's so I many I think that I think he doesn't think about it that much anymore yeah. you know what I mean I think he has I his think he favorites forgot. Yeah I think it's like that was fun when it happened and then this one was more fun and then this one was more fun and that one was my favorite and you yeah. forget when you're getting you do into anything 20s, 30 times you're not exactly. going to remember Yeah wow He's like Lucy who and they're like um yeah. you have her checkbook like in your basement and he's like oh yeah 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 you know what i mean psycho Ugh. well we're getting to the hanging may oh. 7th 
Oh my god. 1896. We have a public hanging because that's what we did. Nice. And so they drop him for the hanging. His neck doesn't snap, so he just strangles slowly over 15 minutes. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. And before he died, he asked for his coffin to be filled with cement and buried 10 feet deep so that grave robbers couldn't dig him up. Is that not... Are you... That was kind of... you. If anyone deserves it... He has no it's empathy. It's you. Yeah. <laughs> it's you. I, you dug up so many bodies. Like, yeah. oh my God. And allegedly, it was alleged, there was this big allegation, actually, that Holmes had been, his body was swapped. He swapped with, or he switched out with somebody. He, like, managed to sneak out and got someone else to hang for him. Who would do that? I know. Well, it was just, like, a rumor. You know what I mean? Oh, sure, yeah. But but this is where it's weird. In his written confession, he does state how drastically his facial appearance had changed while he was in prison, which is like, that's kind of suspicious. Yeah. So it was the allegation was suspicious enough that they did exhume his body for testing like decades later. His family did. Oh, my God. They were like, everyone shut up. He's the right fucking person. I know. They're like, we got to check it. So but the thing is, due to his they did fill his coffin with cement. So. Due to his coffin being filled with cement, his body was essentially not decomposed. His clothes were perfectly preserved. His mustache was still intact. Ew, I hate that he had a mustache. Of course he he had a mustache. But they they used um, his dental records and they're like, that's him. And they threw him back in the ground. Oh, my God. You know, thank God we have DNA these days. They got away with (laughs) so much. They got away with so much. So much. Uh. Well, thus ends the tale of America's first serial killer, H.H. Holmes. Wow. I need to know if there's any, like, movies or TV shows about this, because I feel like I've heard of this on a TV show before, but I can't think of what TV show it is. I had read that there was someone who had picked it up to make, like, a a series about it, but I don't think they did, at least not recently. But I think there was a series made in, like, the 70s or something. This would be a good movie. It's so fucked. Or a good yeah. Oh, or a good documentary. It would be like it's it's an insane story. If you think I wouldn't watch a series about a murder castle and like see this weird murder castle. Yeah. Not that it's cool, guys. Don't build one. Don't build one. No, that's I bad. definitely remember this story. I feel like I saw a TV show about it, but that's so fucking crazy. I wish the castle also was still a place so that we could go visit it in Chicago. Yeah. People burned it the fuck down. There were two people they saw running out as it burned down. So I think. He oh, really? Hired I figured to, he would have. Oh, he hired people. To he do was it. under got arrest. It. Right. Yeah. So I think that he hired people to. Man, he just got too greedy. He sounds and like he, he didn't had pay him. So. Yeah. Right. He had so much money. He should have just fucking. Quit while he was ahead. He had so many women. He had so much money. He could have just run the fucking business and got money that way. But he just wanted to kill everybody. Yeah, he didn't want money that much. He wanted to kill everybody. Kill everybody. Yeah. Oh, my God. Stupid. Well, on a happy note, you guys, we got cute reviews that I wanted to share. (laughs) (laughs) So we're not going out on child murder. So a couple of shout outs I wanted to give. First of all, thank you guys so much for listening and being club members. We love you. And this club is everything because of you guys. Um, And thank you for writing reviews when you do. It really does actually help us a lot in the algorithms that be to help people find it. So it says, 
Love it. This podcast is so much fun to listen to. Love the hosts and their relationship and their energy and their banter, even when they go way off topic. Oh, that happens constantly. All the you time. You guys have no idea how much we cut out. No, yeah, we we do edit it. I know you it think, seems like we don't. You think we go off topic a lot? You have no idea. You don't know the half of it. You don't know what you could be <laughs> listening to. Just absolute blabbering nonsense. But we appreciate you guys sticking in there with us. So thank you for doing that. And thank you to Senior senior Fluffles for that review. We appreciate you, Senior Fluffles. Love you. We love that. So thank you guys for listening and thank you for your reviews. And um, yeah, keep keep away from, beware men with multiple wives, men with pharmacies. um, Men with mustaches. mustaches. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. Mustachioed men. Watch out for those. (laughs) You have anything else to add? Any murders? No, that was great. That was really fun. I learned so much. So much. Don't trust anyone. Yeah. Well, until next time, you guys, stay spoopy. Stay spoopy.